Hi, this is Jesse Brisnine. I believe that it is possible to live an extraordinary life after loss, and to do that, one must first choose to heal. This podcast is focused on sharing with you inspiring stories, tangible tools, and life strategies to help you heal from your loss. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another Moving Forward moment, and today we have Lisa joining us from England. So yes. it is past midnight right now and where Lisa is since she stayed up a little late to make sure she has the time to speak with us today. Lisa, thanks so much for being here. No worries. I appreciate it. So Lisa, you know, tell us a little bit about your story. What, what brings you here today? Uh, well, uh, about 10, oh no, 11 years ago now, 2007, wasn't it? So yeah, I lost my best friend. He was killed in a car accident. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, I won't go into too much detail, but it was, I kept on losing people. It was almost like one a year for, for the, for about 10 years. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, and it just kind of got worse and worse and worse. So, you know, um, yeah, that's it really. Did you finally say like, I can, I can so relate to those successions of losses i had uh, a year this previous year where it was literally one it seemed like one a month where i was either losing someone or i was going to a funeral for someone who had just passed away the previous month yeah. and I, I don't know about you but i got to a point where it literally became it was such a i was in so such a state of almost disbelief at times that i didn't even feel the initially the normal feelings you feel of like the shock and disbelief because or mm. not disbelief but the shock and the the sadness because i was in such a state of disbelief like you, you know you got to be kidding me this can't even be possible did you ever experience that at all yeah yeah it just it almost became normal mm-hmm. you, know, you know what i mean yeah it shouldn't, it shouldn't be normal something that you know um the abnormal was kind of when things were going all right, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, I got to the point and it's even now I still kind of, every time I wake up in the morning, I look at my phone and I think somebody's <laughs> I'm like, what's happened now? Oh no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just gets to a point where you're just expecting things to happen. Yes. Um, that's what you get used to. It's, 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 it's a weird, it's a weird feeling as you said. So, yeah, it is. It's it's a weird thing to have your expectation be that of of almost loss, and it's a tr- it's a slippery slope too. Because when we start to expect loss, we start to look for loss too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've I've worked with an, with a number of people over the years, and this is one of the places they get stuck in with this is they've 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 had a a, lo- a loss cycle like you and I are describing, where there's a, quite a few losses in succession, and because they start to anticipate it so much they start to seek it out. So when a friend's friend's friend passes away, yeah. you know, they're viscerally experiencing it. When they see, you know, uh, hear of a, a distant cousin's second, third cousin's relative, whatever it is, something happened, they're personalizing it like it's their loss. And it's, yeah. and, and it's not to say that they're doing it intentionally to get themselves stuck or to hold themselves back but it's become such a normal to seek out and focus on it because it's been so present that it becomes a a habit a pattern that we have to address and break for them to stop it and be able to start focusing on the other days that there wasn't loss yeah yeah so 
in all, in all this, Lisa, what's been your biggest struggle? If there was a key big struggle or struggles, what has been one of your biggest challenges with all this? Um, for me, I think um, probably just kind of getting back to normal life, as it were. You know, um, you kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing because you kind of carry it with you all the time and you, you're still having to carry on with your normal life. So it's, it's difficult when you kind of have to, uh, when you're around other people and you're, you know, having to, they expect you to act a certain way and, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's, it's, yes. it's difficult. I found that difficult anyway, and, you know, just carrying on with normal life and, you, you know, I, I got very, very sort of jumpy and angry and I couldn't understand why, you know, people get so annoyed about stuff that really didn't matter, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, well, you know, if that's your problem, you don't have any problems. So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how, I think one of the gifts of loss, I think there's gifts in every experience we have in life and as tragic as losses are, there are gifts in them if we look for them. And I think one of those gifts is it's that gift of perspective and the gift of contrast, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Things that um, were a, a problem, kind of like a massive problem in your life before. Yeah. It like, doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, in the great scheme of things, you know. Yeah, it, it does. It's, you're so right on, Lisa. It's, it, it gives us this perspective of, I mean, you think about the things, or I, at least for me, I think about the things that used to really get me down or bother me, or I get so frustrated and so just angry, pissed off about. And then going through losses of people and loved ones, and, and afterwards sitting back and looking at those things saying, gosh, I really devoted so much energy to that. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? It's such a waste, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's and no it, point in energy on that. Yeah, and you know, the reality was, the sad reality of it was, is that was energy that I could have been giving to the people who I lost. That yeah. was time and yeah. energy and effort and emotion that could have been spent on them and invested yeah. in yeah. my relationships with them versus going off to whatever else nonsense I was fired up about. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but when I think, when you lose somebody that's so familiar, and so part of your everyday life and routine, you do just as a human, you take them for granted. And all of a sudden they're not there and you're like, oh, what do I do now? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, it's kind of, it's really is what it was for me. Um, one of those things if you don't realize what you got until it's gone. Yes. You know, because he was always there and the people I've lost were kind of part of my everyday life, you know, um, and all of a sudden they're not, not there anymore and you have to deal with this that and the other and you know funerals and eulogies and all that kind of thing so yeah there's there's this expectation we all have that uh, and I do it I I teach people about this every day and there is this expectation that we all have and I catch myself doing it every day almost all the time that the people who are significant in our life they're going to be there tomorrow or they're even going to be there in 10 minutes so if we're in a relationship, it's okay for us to get angry and pissed off and stay in our anger, go to bed mad, you know, blame, 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 because we'll have tomorrow to make up and make things better. Yeah, yeah, and you don't. You know, well, you might do, but, you know, the possibility is you won't, and you don't really realize that until it happens, and you think, oh, you know, there's so much I sh- should have said to him, or, you know. Yeah. You know, I never told I, him this, I never told him that. 
Yeah, I, I I remember when I lost, I found I lost my father. I had about a, <clears throat> a 600 mile drive from where I was living to where my my dad was living. I drove that whole drive almost in complete silence, thinking about all the times that I never said I love you. I withheld things that I mm -hmm. chose to look at my dad in a not so positive way and, and whatnot. And it was, it was heartbreaking. It was, as, but it was as heartbreaking as it was. It was also very eye-opening for me because it really made me examine my own behavior and look at like how much I missed out on my father because of my own choices and my actions. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so Lisa, I find that oftentimes when people go through a loss or a number of losses like you have, there's kind of this, there's this, there's this up and down of emotions, right? And then there's a yeah. the struggle. It's where there's the most resistance. And it's, it's, somebody said it so perfectly the other day. They said, you know, I've been getting by okay, but I've decided okay is not good enough anymore. Mm. Did you ever have a moment for yourself where you felt like you were okay, but then you decide, you know what, I, okay is no longer acceptable. It's time for me to go figure out how to be better than okay or good or, or work towards being great. Yeah, I think, um, I think for me, it was kind of like realizing that I wasn't okay before I could kind of get okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, because I'd sort of, it would go sort of down and down and down and down and think I, I need to do something about this because it got to the point where it was either choose to live or or die really you know so because I wasn't I wasn't living I was just sort of I didn't want to do anything um I would just stay in all day and I thought well there's no point in this yeah you know you, you've got to make a decision you've got to decide to do something you know so 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 I did and you know and things are going all right now so what was the decision you made if you are okay sharing? Uh, it, it wasn't like, um, it's not like the movies and like a profound decision kind of thing, but it was just the, I think you get to a point where you have to make a choice and you, um, it's either you do something about it because you can't carry on living like this or you just give up. And I've never given up on anything in my life. So I, I, I just, I just thought I've got to do something about this, and and uh, it, it took a while, and it's, still, it's still, it's still, I'm still going through processes and stuff, but um, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's getting better, it's getting better, you know. I think you just got to find what works for you, you know, because yeah. everybody's experience of loss or, or grief is is uh, is unique. Um, so I think you just got to find what works for you and just not give up really find your way to keep going so you i think you hit the nail on the head a lot of times we have these expectations that's going to be like the movies we're going to have the the aha moment the seas are going to part the you know whatever <laughs> happens yeah and the dramatic music's going to come on we're going to get a little bit of slow motion action and then we have that 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 heroes rebound where we go from here to rock bottom and then we crawl our way back up and but in the next 20 minutes we redeem ourselves and the audience loves us and cheers yeah 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 the actual path is much more messy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know there'll be there'll be days where i'll, where I'll be thinking right then i'm going to do this it's fine it's time to get going you know and and i'll, I'll do like and it'll be, it'll be a good day i'll do loads of stuff and it'll be fine but then the next day something will happen i'll find a something to do with 
whoever it is and, and then I'll just kind of go oh again you know it's, it's it's sort of you know it's not um a straightforward path you know you yes. go back you go forward you go sideways you know so it's but the, the key is to keep going so oh true what has been most helpful to you on your journey Lisa um I think um just uh realizing that I, I think you I think it was you that said the other day actually I think if we could all learn to be a little more selfish then I think <laughs> it would be in, in a good way yeah. I think it you know I think it would help a lot I think I think I've learned uh what's good for me and what's not good for me you know um I think I've learned the people that are good for me and not good for me you know <laughs> I'm not unhappy now to um, I know it sounds callous, but I, I'm not unhappy now to cut people out of my life who yeah. who don't uh, serve it well. You know, um, yes. you know, who, who are who are not good for me at the moment. You know, um, it's it. You've got to look after yourself. Otherwise, you know, otherwise there's no point in anything really. So, you know, you can't keep going for other people. You've got to make a decision to do it for yourself. And I think I think that's what I've learned, you know, um, just to find what works for you and the people that work for you, and, and surround yourself with them, and and you know, because you know it's it's always um, I don't know if you found this as well, but it's always kind of who's there for you in the dark times, who's there for you in the times that aren't so glamorous, <laughs> yeah. when you're and you know, and you really do find out uh the people that are there for you and it, often it's the people you wouldn't expect yeah so yeah yeah i there's a few things there you said lisa i really want to make sure that people caught that and we'll, I'll, I'll try to work backwards from memory number one the people who are there for you i think one of the challenges and losses is, is trying to is trying to accommodate other people's expectations of how we should be after loss or how we should how, how we are and, and also try to nurture their feelings. And what I mean by that is my very first significant loss I had was one of my closest friends committed suicide. I, I found him. He was still alive. He had shot himself in the head. It was a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. And after that, one of the things I didn't expect was, is how, was how hard it was for some of my loved ones in my life to interact with me afterwards. They yeah. always yeah. known me to kind of be the, the strong one, the leader one. And yeah. I, I didn't have it in me. I was just, I had these images in my mind. I had never experienced loss before. I didn't yeah. have the, the tool chest that I have now of ways to help and cope with that as well as the life experiences. Mm. And what I found myself struggling with was seeing my friends struggle. I yeah. was trying to push my feelings aside or minimize them to help them feel better about their inability to help me. And it wasn't like I needed a lot from them. Yeah. No, they didn't, and they didn't realize it that just being there to listen or to yeah. say I love you or to give me a hug was was wonderful. Because yeah. there was nobody that really had answers for something at that time. Yeah. So I love what you said about, you know, really, and I don't think it sounds callous at all. I think it actually sounds quite, I think it sounds quite imperative in the sense of self-love to be say, you know you need to be able to make a decision and decide who are the people you're going to surround yourself with and who are the people you aren't. Yeah. And there's some people that are not good people, 
not meaning they're not good people, but they're not good to be around with something like this. Because how they cope, how they deal with, it might be completely different than who you are and what you need. Yeah, yeah. Right? If yeah, you're that's still, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of people I know would, would, you know, some people will go and they just turn to like a substance to try to numb their, their, their feelings and get through it. That's not me. And I can't, you know, be around those people for those types of things too. No, I, I don't, I, I didn't do that either. No. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. last thing you said too, Lisa, that's so important is, is it's the importance of being selfish. The airline industry, despite what anybody's public opinions are of some of the behaviors we catch on camera every now and then, they really have it right when they say secure your airline, secure your mask, oxygen mask first before you assist others. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some yeah. of us love to throw ourselves into that. Well, I'm going to help take care of other people. I'm going to, you know, I'm accommodate this person's emotions, whatever. But in so doing, we have this finite amount of oxygen and it's super depleted when we're dealing with loss. And if yeah. there's 20 people around us that we want to try to help, we have so little inside of us that by the time we get to the first or second person, we're done. Our oxygen That's is depleted and that leaves the other 18 without anybody to help them. But if we take yeah. that time to put and secure ours first, then we have an unlimited supply of oxygen to then be able to help everybody else too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know about you, but I found that um, there were some people that were expecting me to be like before and kind of, you could tell they were willing this person to come out and you know, and mm -hmm. I, I find myself like reassuring them that I was okay, even though I wasn't, <laughs> you know, and it, it, takes, it takes a lot of energy. And, and, yeah. and you, the last thing you want to do is upset the people you love. So, you know, you try your hardest to kind of cover it up and it kind of just try not to do that. Try to be honest because it's just at the end of the day, it makes them far worse and you'll end up in a right mess. So, so important. Try to be honest with yourself. Don't cover up on the, for, on behalf of others. Be real, be honest with yourself of what you need. Yeah. Lisa, one piece of advice, if you give any one piece of advice to everybody listening and watching, watching, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I would say um, there is no should. Don't think you should do this or you should do that. I think everybody's experience of grief or loss is is unique, and and you know don't don't be thinking that oh I should be at this stage I should be at that stage, you're not gonna there, there's no should there's no time limit there's no set pattern, um you know you'll go forward one day you'll go back the next, some sometimes you know there's no set pattern to it, it's all unique so just be patient with yourself, and uh, you know be a little more selfish and uh, <laughs> yeah i love that be a little bit more selfish yeah lisa thank you so much for taking the time to be here it's it, not only to stay up late it's would be way past my bedtime uh -huh. i I'm, I'm about worth i'm pretty worthless after 10 p.m <laughs> uh, 12 here so you know yeah <laughs> and I just you know i sincerely appreciate you sharing your journey with us your experiences what you've learned and it's it's an honor to be able to be a product of your process at this time and I, I i know this video is going to touch and what you said is going to really resonate and touch a lot of lives so thank you so much for being here you've been listening to healing from loss the podcast if you found value in this please subscribe rate and review it on whatever platform you're listening to it on if you're watching this on youtube be sure to leave a comment and share this with someone who can benefit from it until next time 
Carpe Diem. Live this moment in honor of your loved ones.